Welcome to the Godly Business Podcast. I am your host, Anne Jean-Pierre, and today's episode is brought to you by Better Sales Women, where entrepreneurs master the sales conversation and 3x their income. To learn more, visit bettersaleswomen.com. Today, I have the very big honor of welcoming the author of multiple books, three books, actually, right? If I'm wrong, she'll correct me. And uh, working on her fourth book, Shawandi Bill. So this is my sister from another mister. Um, <laughs> we have known each other for over two decades now, which, uh, well, is it over two decades? I'm not sure, but definitely over a decade. So I am very, very excited that you have graced my podcast with your presence so we could talk about, you know, business and how your life is doing in the world of entrepreneurship and um, to get this conversation started. How are you doing today? I am doing good. It's been a long day, but, you know, I'm here to support you and I know you always support me, so it's no big deal. Awesome. Awesome. So I wanted to touch on First, congratulations on your latest book, Single, Sick, and Sexless, Mm -hmm. How to Navigate Fear, Loneliness, and Sex as a Christian Single Woman. And then I feel like I just congratulating you on this. You know, we I feel like yesterday we were having the reveal for the cover and then like you dropping another book on me. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) This happened so fast. I was like, hold up. I ain't even finished reading this one yet, girl. Give me a second. You know what's but funny, so- Annie? I wanted to call y'all over for another reveal. And I was like, wait, hold up. Wait a minute. It was just here. I don't want them to be like, what is this? But hey, it was quick. It was quick. I'm excited for it, though. That's God's blessing, man. When God puts something yeah. in your heart, you just have to, you know, yeah. go for it. So yeah. I'm very, very proud of you. And I kind of want to talk about... um your journey as an author, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the first book, um, which is really a journal, mm-hmm. um, that tr- was the journal, right? Is that correct? Yep. Okay. A journey to wholeness, an activity journal for women. And of course you can find, um, your books, uh, Shawandi Bill's books on Amazon and, um, your website, correct? Correct. If I'm mm-hmm. all right. So this, I, honestly, the journey to wholeness, and even though I haven't finished reading single, sex, sick, and sexless, that's a tongue twister. It is. <laughs> even though I haven't finished reading that book yet, I still have to say this one, this first one, is still my favorite. Journey to and, wholeness? Yes, awesome. it is. And I feel like it doesn't matter um, whether you're single, whether you ha- are married, it is a great book to just learn who you are. I, I I know like you're big on identity. That's something that God has graced your, you know, graced you with. And I think um, if anyone don't know who you are and would like to learn more about you and like, where do I start? This sounds interesting. Personally, now you may have a different view than I do, mm-hmm. but Personally, I would send them here yeah. to this book first because I really think it allows you to reflect. Mm. 
ask yourself certain questions and, um, you know, like have a hard conversation with you. Like, <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that like you're, you're good at with, um, you know, self-identity, self-awareness and things like that. I think this, this would be one of the best books to start. So my question is, where did this all start? Like, why did this all start? If you want to go that far back, you can pick up wherever you feel like. Mm-hmm. Well, if, it ha- if I had to go all the way back, it would have to be when I found myself. That journey, it started with my story, right? And then God impressed on me a blog through a friend. And that started, you know me, once I start something, I'm going to finish it. Right. And so here I am writing blogs, writing blogs. And I started writing a journey to wholeness, thinking it would be a blog. And God is like, no, it's a book. It's a journal. So I just started laying out what I did on my journey because it was so personal. My heart is that other people would find themselves like I found myself. And I think the crazy thing is I thought I knew myself. And so <laughs> I think it's very important for where, you know, your, your life gets wrecked and you find your, your true self. And yep. then it's okay. All right. Finding myself. That's one thing. Okay. And then there's that shaking and uh, reconfiguring and you, you, you finally are satisfied with yourself, but there's one missing piece that many people do not talk about. And that's the maintaining and I, my heart is like so big on that part. Like, how do I maintain this for the rest of my life so that when I get older, I'm still that new person in Christ that hasn't mm-hmm. changed, that hasn't compromised. I'm sure within myself. And I just want like old people who still have that good, fresh feeling of nobody can change me. So that's what that book is about. It's the steps and then what you can do in your daily life to continue to connect with yourself. Cause I think connecting with yourself is so important. Connecting with God is one thing, right? And then he created us in his image and it's not just about religion, but it's like, what are the steps I need to take so that throughout life, as I become a wife, I become a mom. Um, how do I still stay true to myself without feeling yeah. like I'm changing? So that's what that book is about is the steps and it's to, help you to solidify a system that you can maintain for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think one of the things I really liked about the journal was when like, it's asking, um, there was a part that asked like, what do you like, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times uh, we think we know or like, Oh yeah, I like this or that. And then um, for me, this book helped me to, um, cause I went to like this identity crisis as well when, uh, around my 25th birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I know I still look like I'm 25, it's right? Yes. And- <laughs> You're like, I'm 18. Come on, come on. Okay. Um, but you know, like going through this identity crisis and then, um, realizing like, wait a minute, I've adopted a lot of things that were not for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That were yeah. not of me that were not um what I truly desired Mm -hmm. that was not like you know what I thought I wanted and then you look back and realize oh my gosh I've made all these decisions major life decisions 
um, and things that were truly just things I picked up that were never mine. And then to have to put those bags down and slowly unpack them, they can be very, very, you know, that can be overwhelming. Yeah. And so I think having this journal definitely, you know, helps you to come to terms with, with the reality uh-huh. of who you are. And then as you, like you said, becoming a wife, becoming a mother, like those things shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like still cent- keeping centered. That that's um, so. I would definitely recommend this book. So if you've heard all this and you have not picked up this book, I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, a journey to wholeness, and it's not just for women. It is. It does say activity journal for women, but I believe if you are a man, this is something that is still very, very useful um, for anyone, you know, male or female. Um, and yes, I said male or female because sex is binary, but that's another <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but um, with that being said, I kind of want to talk a little bit um, about the new books. So I know the new book is coming out and I was a little like, huh, what? Mm-hmm. I need to learn a little bit more about this. So tell me about how you came up with the the title, um, you know, the that particular book where where did it come from because i'm i'm very curious just the name alone was was like hold up what (laughs) do you want the the truth or what like sounds pretty because hey i I want the truth okay that's what we there for okay so the truth is it was not on my radar like at all when i say at all it was not on my radar i was writing you know that book waking up at with a single sick and sex list, waking up five in the morning, finishing this book and the Holy Spirit helping me, you know, as I'm finishing up that one, I uh, had a dream and which is interesting because you actually went, you know, at one of your events that, um, that I went to, you said, um, you said, I don't know why I'm saying this. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit, but I need more identity. I need an identity book, something like that you said. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because before that, weeks ago, maybe months ago, um, I got the dream and there were people in the dream saying more identity, more identity. We want to hear more about identity. And then like they, uh, I got the idea for the book and that it would have like a, uh, military terms in the book. And uh, yeah, I woke up right away and I designed the book cover according to how I saw it. And yeah, so that's how this book came about. That's just what it is, the title and the idea for it. And it's pretty much a summation of everything I've been talking about for years on my blog and on social media about self-awareness and connecting to yourself, why it's important to take care of your mind and um, why it's important as far as growing in your relationship with Christ. Yeah, I think it's it's so fitting nowadays to... Um, with the subject of identity um, being like, you know, in your face all the time. And I think um, God has a way of like making things work for such a time as this, you know what I mean? So I feel like everything um, that comes about God just, you know, he's, he's, he's the master player. I always say this is like, we're playing checkers. God is playing chess. Okay. Like, who knew that from this journal, he would just peel layer by layer to have that book come out 
at the time that it's about to come out to deal with so many of the things that we are now dealing with yeah with identity wow. and i know like when people think of identity like when i say that they think of like what's going on in the world as far as um you know the lgbtqia plus community i hope i didn't forget a letter but because right. <laughs> it's growing um <laughs> but i know people think of that like oh yeah like they have issues with identity but i feel like we all have issues with identity because if you code switch let's talk about it right if you code switch you are dealing with an identity issue and i know myself i struggle with that um to a certain degree because i refuse to code switch and then at one point i felt like i had to code switch Mm -hmm. and it made me feel so like you know can you speak on what code switching is for anyone that is their first time hearing it because honestly my first encounter with it or even knowing that term was um i want to say this year but we're in 2024 but last year and i actually seen it right before my eyes like someone just like switch up and i'm like oh okay Um, i didn't know what it was until then so can you explain it more so i think code switching can be different right i think most black people in america know what code switching means right like um there's the professional voice, right? That you have on the phone. And then there's like your regular voice, <laughs> right? Um, that you switch. So for me, I feel like um, I was always just, and this is my perspective. Somebody else could have a different perspective, right? But for me, I felt like I was always just me. And I felt like uh, it wasn't until I was working at this um, company, a rental car company, where I felt like I was being told that being me was too much, right? And that's when my code switching start started. That's when I realized, okay, maybe I need to code switch because being me is too much. Yeah. So therefore I had to like, I felt like I had to reduce myself and if that makes sense. Yeah. And so when I left that company and started working for a different company, um, you know, I, I felt like, okay, I, I can't be myself because being me is too much. And it just, I was just so unauthentic. It just yeah. felt so out of line for me. And so I, I was just like, okay, it, it was getting to the point where I, I would, I didn't know how to deal with it. And then one day I was just like, you know what? Bump it. I'm just going to be me. Yeah. If I'm too much, yeah. I'm not too much. You just can't deal with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so for for me, I have a very like frank personality. I've you know, you know me. Um I get to the point and that's it. Like I, I tell you how it is. Um I don't I don't sugarcoat stuff. Um and I had to realize, okay, this mm-hmm my type of personality there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. i have there is space for me and if someone cannot deal with that that's their problem it's not mine yeah you know what i mean so i had to to figure that out but yeah there's that and you know like the oh like if you're around um you know caucasians like you can't speak a certain way you have to like do this and that and i'm like i i was never like that because i'm like one i have an accent like you know what I mean? I can't keep, like, yeah. there's certain things I can't hide from me. So yeah. I'm just going to be me, the loud Haitian that I am. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah, is what yeah. it is. There's no um, working around it. So, um, but yeah, like that, that 
episode really like um made me cringe at myself you know for like okay now I have to try to be someone else because supposedly I'm making someone else feel uncomfortable but then I'm like I'm uncomfortable trying to make you comfortable like no we're not doing that (laughs) you know so if um were you finished I'm sorry oh no go ahead I wonder if I have like two other examples and I wonder if these would be examples of code switching. Um, because if you deal with these two, you also have, may have um, identity issues. If you cannot like bring all of your friends together because you're different people oh, with yeah. each different group, then that yeah. could be a sign. Um, and I think that could, that's considered code switching. Um, but that yeah. is a sign that you can probably look for in your life is where you probably wouldn't want to bring all your friends together. And then the other one, and it's almost like, I, I mean, I envision someone like leaving the church parking lot and then turning up their, um, their, their, their music. But like when they get on the, the church ground, they turn it off. So, <laughs> and it's like, I, I appreciate the respect. I get that. And I definitely love to honor that everyone's growing. So it's not like a judgmental, but it's something to, um, to to think about because that's uh, for example some day some one day like a person got in my car and had christian music on and she said oh you're a real christian and I was like, what does that mean <laughs> that's a fake but i think people are living two different lives right? it is not i'm not saying that if you're still another type of life that that is necessarily a bad thing you're still growing but when you're trying to play both then that is also a bad sign yeah and i think too people forget grace honestly and transitioning right i feel like um, i refer to myself as a toddler christian and you know my my journey um and you know losing faith in god and walking away from the faith and then having to come back to the faith right and then actually for the first time in my life saying hey you know what i need to know god for myself not because of my parents not because of this like i need to know god for myself and in that journey, like you have to give yourself grace because you are becoming is what the Bible says, you know, mm-hmm. so you are becoming. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're learning as we go. So it is yeah. part of what it is. But I completely um, and that's one of the things too I'm excited to talk to you about is is the, that grace, you know, um, how do you become self-aware and to me, the journal does help you with that. But what are some of the things that you touch on in your book? If you can live, give us a little hint. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry. My daughter just brought me art to look at. That's really pretty, Hadley. That's really pretty. Um, so how do you become self-aware? Well, one of the things I mentioned in the book is that um, I think that a lot of people not saying everyone, but a lot of people, one of their first encounter with self-awareness, meaning, well, one of the meanings is like caring about your sins or caring about the things you do, um, caring about whether or not you're just kind of sweeping things under the rug, where before you could like just move on. But one of our first encounters with starting to care about those sins was our encounter with Christ when he kind of like turned on that, what I like to say is like that care button inside of us. And I think that that that's like one of the things because I don't want, this isn't like self-help, right? I, this isn't a, you can learn to be self-aware because 
you can, I guess, in a sense, learn how to become in tune with yourself, but there's certain things that you will not be able to tap into unless the Lord helps you. Oh, yeah. And that can be whether you've been saved for like one year or 37, 50 years. I don't care. There's certain things that you just have like blinders on. And so there's only so much work that we can do on our own. And so we have to do this with the spirit of God. There's even uh, fruits of the spirit that we're not even necessarily trying to do. It's because the, the, the spirit of God helps us to attain these things. Yep. So um, uh, I would say that there are things that we can do to maintain it though. Like once you begin to care about the things that you do, uh, you begin to uh, know how much responsibility or yeah, how much, how much your life matters to other people. Like once you know these things, then there is a way that you need to continue to take care of yourself and take care of your mind to like sustain that. But self-awareness is that ability to like care about what you're doing and understanding how you play a, a part in the bigger picture. So you're not just living your life outside of everyone else and it doesn't hurt or help anyone else. And so, but you have to be so like in tune enough with yourself, with your feelings, with your actions and behaviors to understand that. So, um, let me see. Yeah, so that's like the gist of it. I don't know if I can call out one thing. I'll probably go grab my book in a little bit. But I would say that there is an initial like turn on inside of you. And then there's like like upkeeping that. Because some people get that and think they've reached the end, but really is being a student for the rest of your life and humbling yourself and not like thinking you're it or um, elevating yourself above everything and everyone else. But really it's a servant type of life. Yeah, um, I can think of um, with you saying that I could think of like one book that I read and then I called I don't know if you remember this I called you guys and asked you like what is something that I do that you would want me to stop doing mm-hmm. right and um, I remember you said um, to listen to you fully mm-hmm. and I hope I've gone better with that but um, no, you have. that's something that I was like okay because I'm like, I need that feedback from my friends who are going to be honest with me and let me know, like, hey, these are areas that you're struggling with, friend, like, and that you need to do better at, you know what I mean? And not and even it, that, the grace to understand that someone just might not be able to see that. Exactly, exactly. And also being self-aware to, even if you're not sure, okay, where do I start? Maybe ask someone that you trust and that loves you, like, hey, what is an area that I'm struggling at that or, or that that you have an issue with me that you feel like I, I need to improve on? And, you know, I, that's why I said go to someone you love and that loves you um, to get that feedback and then just reflect like, OK, is this true? And if it is, what steps do you need to make? I think that's a, a great um, place to start to be to start being self-aware. And like yeah. you said too, like it's the Holy Spirit that's going to help you. I yeah. know for me and my journey to when I decided, okay, I'm going to prioritize my relationship with God, but also my relationship, not but and my relationship with my husband. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. God was working on me. Yeah. Like, a yeah. lot. Like <laughs> things that yeah. I would complain about. And he would just be like, I'm like, oh my gosh, why does he do this? And blah, blah. Uh, and God would hold the mirror to my face. Baby, you're yeah, doing the yeah. same thing. And it's like, yeah. oh, 
and I, that's how the Bible keeps you self-aware as well. Like when you're yeah. reading and you're listening to the Holy Spirit and something happens and you, you start flaring up in your body and then God is like, hey, mm. really? Yeah. You can't talk to your husband about inconsistency when you are inconsistent. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, It's the hard truth it, to me. It, we can convince ourselves that we are better than we are, but it's the hard truth that's really going to change you. And it's the... um. That's actually very important to like actually growing, not just, oh, like, you know, because you could be deceived into thinking like you already good or that I just have a little work to do. But it's those hard truths and then also not um, like admitting your faults, like let those things be uprooted, like please dig them up, face them. I know it don't feel good, but um, admitting things that you've actually done and like stop always blaming other people. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's actually a really, really, really good thing for you. You're going to be so happy about it once you get over that. And, and it, deal helps with you, it. it helps you have better relationship with the people you love. Yeah. And that's like, um, when I stopped, so long story short, God had called me to start doing certain things and he helped me to do that through you as well. Like with some of the discussion and uh, women group meeting that you had that I've been part of and um, you know, that I needed to work on. And at first I was just doing it because I was doing it in order for me to get a result from him. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this so that you as my husband can start doing this back. You know what I mean? And um, that's something God also had to work out of me and show me that I do everything unto God, period, period. Whether or not my husband ever reacts, do what I want him to do. If I'm doing it for him, I will be disappointed because I'm like, well, I did X, Y, Z and you keep count. You know, the Bible said love doesn't keep count. And if you keep doing stuff like well you know i did this i did that i did this and you keep keeping count then you're not doing it in love and that's something that god had to to teach me like you're doing these things not even for your husband you're doing it for me yeah having that heart and coming okay god i'm i'm doing i'm waking up early i'm cooking um lunch for my husband i'm cooking Mm -hmm. breakfast for my husband and I don't see this and he's not doing this. And it's like, are, are you doing it for love or are you like, you know what I mean? What, what if he, um, oh my gosh, Proverbs 31. I was watching another podcast and in that podcast, um, there was a subject that was broached and the woman was saying how she's the Proverb 31 wife, but her husband is not that same husband. And she was like, should I stay or should I leave? And um, the host pretty much said that, like, what if, like, because she was like, she's been doing this for five years and she's not seeing any change in her husband. Um, One, that's highly doubtful, but that's another thing. But um, the other thing is, it's like what she, he said is like, one, you have to be patient to allow him time to come over. Um, But what if it takes him 10, 15 years? Yeah. You know what I mean? Then then at that point, what do you do? Do you continue doing that? And that's why, like, you don't do it for the other person. Yeah. And you have to do it for yourself. And it's like, it may be to the point where he never. Yeah. Then what happens? Yeah. You still are still accounted for, 
for you. You to can't be- perform for a man who's who's already just as imperfect as you. Exactly. And so it really is servanthood because exactly. guess what? Servants don't get recognition. Exactly. And that's that's what was like, oh wow, like you know, along with that, it made me realize like, okay, either I'm doing this for God. Or mm-hmm. I'm doing it for reward for my husband to do something back for me, yeah. for him to recognize that I'm doing it. So if I'm just going to do it for God, just do it for God, for God's glory. And even though, like I was, once I switched that mindset, when I tell you mm-hmm. the, the changes that I have seen in my husband, even for me too, the change I've seen in myself and how I accept criticism for him without being defensive because that's something we do as ladies whether one's admitted or not mm-hmm. um you know what i mean and and just my responsiveness and just be like you know what i'm not i'm gonna say it out loud but mm-hmm. he is right yeah. not just he's, he is right what are you going to do to fix it you know what are you going to do to address this concern that this person has so the holy spirit is amazing i just putting you in the spot in the hot chair <laughs> to yeah. get your life together so so i really really i really i'm looking forward to that book yeah i think there's so many um just stuff uh, that we need to, to i think a couple points on the um on what you were saying what what came to my mind can you hear me yeah i can hear you Okay, I thought the phone was going out. But when you say, like, you know, a wife that might be saying, you know, I'll do this, but the result is I want love. And you know that there are so many types of manipulation. Manipulation doesn't always look like, Mm -hmm. you know, obvious, but manipulation is manipulation. Someone that puts in a code, they put in like a coder, they'll put in a certain code to get a certain result. And that's what women, women are master manipulators. Okay, I'm just going to say that but it doesn't have to be in a way where it's um, pretty obvious. It could be in tears. It could be a, I'm being I'm doing this so that I can get something out of you. All of those are still. Yes. Um, and still does, doesn't the Bible God. call that witchcraft? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a form of witchcraft. And of course, God extends grace to us. When we get to that point, he'll teach us, that, you know, things that I talk about is not saying you need to get all this together right now, like. Yeah, but those when are things the you Lord is ready, He'll unlock that for you. But just keep that in mind. One of the things I um, have started saying recently is that niceness is not a fruit of the spirit. Kindness is a fruit of the spirit. Kindness does not expect anything back from somebody. Niceness says, "Look at me, um, at what I'm doing. That's nice, and you know, I expect something back from you." And so I think we know a lot of nice witches. A lot of people who are nice, but it's not like for free. It's not without a fee. Mm-hmm. And so, but that that's still manipulation. So, yeah, that, those that's what your um, conversation made me think about. Yeah, it's a it's a um, th- this whole month. My prayer have been this that that I love God for Him, not for what He does for me. And that's still such a hard thing to like unwire, right? And, I ain't gonna lie. I hate when people say that. When they be like, "Oh, God don't do nothing else for me." Look, I don't say that, and I don't believe. I don't. I don't. That's not me. <laughs> um, because here's the thing. But that's not saying God need to pour down the houses and cars on me. That's saying that even the Bible says to re- uh, forget not my benefits. Yeah, so, of course. 
we have the benefits and God's goodness is just all around us no matter what. So I don't have to claim that. And he has done a lot of good things for us. So I get what people mean by that. And of course, we just can't force God's hands. But I think like what we need more is, is for us is for him to open our eyes to his goodness around us because it's not it's always there. But um, I don't have to be without that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he I, I mean, I want stuff. Don't get me wrong. But at the <laughs> same time, I don't want like imagine having a friendship. Right. I look at it like this. Imagine having a friendship and we're we're like sisters at this point. Right. Yeah. Of me always calling you when I need something that's it mm-hmm. yeah you get nothing from me but I'm always calling you when I need something and then that's it I don't check on you I don't care about how your day is like hey Shawandi Bill I I I need you to pick up this for me you don't hear from me for another three months Shawandi Bill or like every mm-hmm. time so I don't want to have that relationship where it's like oh I love you because you do something for me and not mm-hmm. the fact that I love you as a person. So when I think of, of that, I'm like, God, I don't want to have that relationship with you where I love you because of what you've done for me and not just because of who you are as my, you know, Lord and Savior. Um, yeah. and, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, that that's my biggest thing. It's like, I, I want to have a real relationship with you. I don't want to bring that manipulative, not that you can manipulate God. But, you know, what I'm saying at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't want that because even Jesus said, hey, you only following me because of what I can do. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? so yeah. it's like, but it's like in that situation you gave, it's like the friendship alone is a good thing, is the good thing that you get. to Exactly. Enjoy. But it's your perspective. Your perspective is like getting something out from somebody, getting something from someone. And so the fact that we have a good God, like, really, that's enough for me. Exactly. That's like know, just wanting to be around you, being in, yeah. in your presence is satisfactory enough so that that's what i'm getting at in in building that relationship so um now that you have three books with the well yeah you you've written these two books you have a children's book you have this new book coming out um soon i'm I'm not gonna say dates not to put you on the spot um (laughs) how does it feel being an author what are some of the challenges that you would say that you've faced um, in writing those books, what are some of the things that you've learned um, in this journey? Okay. I think that the writing part is the fun part. I think the idea part is the fun part, especially when you're doing it with the Lord. I'm, and I'm a self-publisher, which is probably my favorite because no one's putting pressure on me on what they want the book to look like, what needs to be in it, and when. And so I get to be led by the Holy Spirit and and the writing part is the fun part. I think the other parts outside of that is the most um, is the more stressful parts. It's becoming less stressful now that I have the experience. Uh, But I think the most frustrating part is the like the work you have to do. And, you know, at some point I do uh, will outsource that. Uh, but at the same time, it's satisfying. It's, it, it really is like your baby to see it, you know, come into fruition. And then you be able to share the words in that book with somebody else is huge to me. Um, so I think that the biggest thing that I've learned is that the work is worth it. And but there's still work after you write the book and after you publish the book, because one thing I'm finding is once you stop talking about that book, the sales stop. OK, so <laughs> we keep talking about that book. And it's a hard truth, right? Like I'm not, no, I'm not Oprah. I'm just not. And even with 
Oprah, she has a good PR. It's like she still has to show, like, be the brand and, you know, talk about whatever book or whatever. But it's like, if I stop talking about it, then that's less hands it's going to be in. So, yeah, 2024, I'm revisiting that and how I want to continue with, like, the marketing and stuff. Gotcha. That's that's something exciting. Um, working, I know that you said you're wanting to perhaps start looking into outsourcing um, and, you know, some of the work to kind of like relieve you. Um, I wanted, when you said that, I thought about um, a situation that we talked about when uh, you, I'm guessing signed up for a program and then the Mm -hmm. person just kind of like ghosted you or something. And I was making fun of you because I was like, girl, you should have seen these red flags. (laughs) <laughs> things like that but yeah. um can you talk a little bit more about that and like some of the lessons that you that you've learned from it and uh one of which I've talked about on one of my podcasts um uh, but I, I want to you to take the lead on that story and I think you know what, which story I'm talking about I do I do that was for, I was being coached and um I feel like one of the of the things going in her favor is that she has the I guess you would say the charm, right? As a good, um, as a good marketing tool. It's a good marketing tool. But I think that blinded me to what wasn't in place, right? Like we didn't have a, a, a good game plan or a contract to sign. It was just kind of like, this is when we're going to meet. And I did gauge some things out of it, but at the same time, there were, at the same time, there was no expectations that were, that were set. So therefore I don't know if those expectations were being met, if that makes sense. I don't know if mm-hmm. I was getting the fullness of what I was supposed to get for what I paid. And, but I continued to count the benefits, you know, because once those weeks were over that she coached us, she would continue to be available is what she said. Like we had, we could uh, message her personally. We could ask questions and all of that. So I just counted the benefits for, you know, for what I, what I paid. And then to know that even after formal coaching that we would still have access to her. And so uh, she kind of dwindled away, right? Like, you know, even though someone gives you access to their personal um, telephone number doesn't mean they're going to respond to you that day. So it still wasn't really a benefit to have her in my, uh, I guess my back pocket because she wasn't like responding so quickly. And I didn't even really have the right, I don't even know what, what questions to even ask her once I'm kind of like out there. And so she kind of went ghost a little bit because she was keeping the group together for, you know, a a little bit, but then she kind of ghosted herself as far as how, because she made promises of, you know, creating a community. And so that wasn't really a thing, but then I was surprised by an email she sent us where it was pretty much letting us all go and saying that, you know, that we should no longer refer to her as our, as her, as our coach. And I mean, there's nothing really that we could show her because we didn't have a contract or anything like that. So, wow. I mean, I just let it, let it go. <laughs> Cause I mean, I guess I wasn't really excited about working, continuing on, you know, I took all of the benefits I got out of that. Cause I did get some good things out of it, but it wasn't worth, you know, a fight. Gotcha. I mean, when when you told me the story, the first thing I thought about is like, yeah, sis could get sued 
um, first of all. So, um, because even if it's not written, it's still a contract, right? So it's, it's still you making a promise that you didn't keep. So it doesn't have to be written for it to, to be a, con- a valid contract. So there's that. But also like for me in the story was how she just, no explanation, no anything, just email and say, hey, you know what? I'm done with this. Don't call me your coach. And just the way <clears throat> that you explained it and the email that I've read, it was just like, whoa, like what happened? Someone pissed you off <laughs> and then you just mm-hmm. wrote everybody off. Yeah. Like, okay, don't call me. I'm done. Get out of here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, but yeah. when you told me that the first thing I was like, okay, what, what, what were the terms and condition? Like what was the contract? And when you told me like, oh, she didn't have a contract. I'm like, what? that's the first red flag so for anyone who's listening to this podcast if you know you having a coach or consultant or someone and they're like oh yeah this is what i'm gonna offer and there's no terms no condition no hey this is what this includes um that automatically tells you you shouldn't be doing business for this and now people could come from my head and just be like oh you taking food out of people's plate uh you know whatever i'm doing a public service announcement you know i mean that that's what it is like if this person doesn't have like you don't know what you're buying you know what i mean like if i give you money and then you tell me oh this is what i'm gonna offer and i'm not really sure what what's in there you know what i mean it you can put yourself in a position where um you've just left holding the bag so you have to to vent people um, and one thing I know, there's, there's a lot of charming, um, people out there, you know, char- charisma doesn't necessarily means, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, they, they are going to do what they're supposed to do and they're going to hold the, the end of their bargain. Um, so you definitely have to keep those things in mind. So I would definitely say if you find someone that cannot tell you exactly what it is that you're getting to have an outline of their contract to have a expect what to expect and a um you know refund policy things like that it's like hey you know what this may not be a real coach <laughs> and like you said you did get some great things out of it mm-hmm. but um it's just you you got to beware for for those things because if they can't guarantee it yeah that tells you something yeah, I think that's how you learn too. Unfortunately, is by losing money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, t- hey, trust me, you you have to. Um, I remember um, one of my sales jobs. I was having a conversation uh, with like my manager, and she said, "Scared money don't make no money." Mm. Right, so it, you have to take risks yeah. and just just make sure it's a calculated risk because everything that you do you have to invest in right sometimes it's not money but it's time Mm -hmm. right and that time if you look into opportunity cost it's costing you something so it is still a cost you either risk your money or you risk your time but you are going to risk something and honestly in in this day and age you're going to have to put yourself out there and and putting yourself out there just have to watch out for certain certain red flags like making sure you you find somebody who has a contract now i know um you have another meeting that you have to go to really soon so i don't want to keep you any longer 
But um, I wanted to, uh, for those of us listening who may not know where to um, find you, where to find your books, I would love for you to tell us all the books that you have authored so far. Um, I cannot remember the children's book, so pardon me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have A Journey to Wholeness, which is activity journal for women, single, sick, uh, oh my gosh, single, sick, and sexless, how to navigate fear, loneliness, and sex as a Christian single woman. Mm -hmm. And then you have your um, new book. What is it titled again? 13 Reasons Why You Need Self-Awareness as a Christian that one and then you have a children's book that also you co-wrote with your um oldest daughter right Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and what what's that book called again hazel's extraordinary gift of hope and that's um a book on um secondary infertility is where your child is waiting for you to have another child but you and your husband are struggling yes oh that story um but yeah, so any of those books you can find on Amazon. Um, go support this wonderful lady. Um, those books are really like practical, um, easy to understand. Uh, they do really help you. I highly recommend if you have no idea where to start, um, start with the journey to wholeness because that will expose you to yourself and that will also help you to have a better view of who you are and then pick up single, sick and sexless. Um, if you are single or married, I am married and um, I still picked up the book one because she's my sister. So I kind of have to, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, p- uh, pick up that book and then pick up uh, if you have children or um, preteen, um, that that book also helps and even like uh, other moms um, who are struggling with that um, just to kind of help the family navigate that that difficult season that you may be going through I highly recommend it it's a cute book um, and then uh, this book coming up do we have a date yet I'm not going to put you on the spot if you don't. Uh, uh, it'll be within the next couple months uh, two in the next couple months to be exact with so, two months and then um and then we got another uh infertility book um bar coming out in 2024 my son just came and said hey can i say hi to hadley <laughs> not right now baby one second all right awesome so thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me um I hope that you guys have gotten a lot out of this interview. This is my first official interview. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) Mommy's on the phone with Auntie. Okay. I want to see how you have me in the phone. Okay. This is the reality of being a mom entrepreneur doing podcasting at home. Your toddler wants to talk to their, their, their aunties. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to be with you here. Us. <laughs> thank you, Annie. This was awesome. This was very awesome. And um, as you can tell, we just okay, baby. That's enough. Um, so I hope you guys have a great day. Um, and God bless, and that God will continue to protect you, cover you, and instruct you in the way that you should go as you grow in your business. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, <laughs>